the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. In today's message, Pastor Rander teaches us God's specific requirements for praising and thanking Him as outlined in Psalms 100. Every person of every nation is to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. God's word makes it clear that no person or nation is exempt from this requirement. We are to praise him for his goodness to us in all things. We are to serve him with gladness and come before his presence with singing. We are to love God, praise God, and bless his name at all times. He will be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get your pen and paper ready. Now let's listen in. My son and I. Went to the went to the game. We we went out to eat and just had some father son time, and we were eating there eating some uh, Italian food. And I said, "Okay, well, Rand, it's time to let's go get this whooping from they playing Oklahoma State, OKC." I said, "Let's go get this whooping." He said, "You buy right, Daddy." So we went on down there, and then that first quarter, all oh, turned the ball over and over and over. I mean, it was a twenty three point lead before you can blink an eye. I said, "Rand, I'm about ready to go home right now." <laughs> and lo and behold, somebody took a picture of me and my son. I'm so glad I was with the right person. <laughs> and it was a long distance shot. And they took that picture and they sent it to me. And I said, that's me. <laughs> I enlarged that thing. I said, Randy, see, we're in the right place. We each other praise God, you my son. <laughs> but at but, but, but halftime, they got within seven points. And then by third by the third quarter, they, they edged on up. And by the fourth quarter, they took the lead. And, and then it went down to the seconds. And here we are trembling and rejoicing and just having a good time. But and, and they won. <laughs> they won without it. Ended up being a good game. That was, it's not good to prejudge. I had prejudged them. I'm so glad I was wrong. Because a lot of time, I am right about the Spurs. <laughs> they can make you mad, make you glad, and turn around and make you mad in the same game. But oh, I tell you, a God that won't send you on an emotional roller coaster. And, and, his, and, and his joy is more than an hour. He'll give you eternal unspeakable joy to the glory of God at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalms 478 also says you have put gladness in my heart. Now some of y'all think if you get your nice looking pretty woman you got gladness. Man you can get you can get a nice looking pretty fine woman and get madness. <laughs> yes right. You know, you, you think that's not gladness. You think money can make you glad, but you, there are a lot of folk got a whole lot of money and don't have gladness. So there are folk that got nice, luxurious cars, but they don't have joy in the heart. 
There are people who live in an exclusive neighborhood and they fight like cats and dogs. They're miserable. They are hateful. They are mean. I'm going to tell you something. All the mean folk is not outside the church. That's a mean folk right here. That's right. You sit next to somebody mean, go across the, go across the aisle over here. That's right. Listen, people can't give you gladness. Places can't give you gladness. Things cannot give you gladness. But I know a God who can put gladness in the heart. Do I have a witness here? Psalms 4, 7, 8 says you have put gladness in my heart. You, Lord. I put gladness in my heart. He said, how do you get that gladness? How do you get it? I want it. Pastor, I don't want to be mean anymore. I don't want to be sucking. I don't want to be a sour pouch. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a, a, a grouch. I don't want to be the Grinch that stole Christmas. How do you get this gladness? I'm a visitor today and I'm miserable. I, I, I got all I I need, I got a house, my bills are paid, I got food uh, in the pantry, I got food in the freezer, I got husband, I've seen my children and my grandchildren, but I ain't glad. How can I have some gladness in my heart? I'll tell you how you can get it. Focusing on the person of Christ. Focusing on the person of Christ. Who he is and what he's done for you. Focusing on the glory of Christ. Giving him glory, honor, praise, adoration. The glory of Christ. Focusing on the love of Christ. How God loved you in spite of yourself. How God loved you with an unconditional love. Loved you with an immeasurable love. That's how you get gladness. Focusing on the grace of God. His amazing grace toward you will make you glad. Focusing on the mercy of Christ will bring gladness in the heart. The mercy of Christ will move us to sing joyfully to him as we serve the Lord with gladness. Now, you know what? Oh, God, help me preach this message. There are folks who they've been coming to church for years, but haven't truly learned how to worship God authentically. Do you realize you can come to church, you can dress up, look real nice, have a big Bible, and, uh, <laughs> and still not worship God. You can come here, stay an hour and a half, and, uh, and still not worship God. Now, if you want to, you just want to be in a church an hour and go home, this is not a church for you. We, we're going to stay a little over an hour now. I mean, I was at the AT&T. I, I just think spiritually. I just can't help it. I was in the AT&T Center. I can't, I can't keep talking. And I saw it was over 18,000. It was a sellout. And me and Randy, you know, he's six foot four, two something. I want to get specific with him before people. <laughs> and we were on these seats down there by the court. And by the way, I I don't go to games unless I'm gifted. <laughs> and we, he was sitting almost in my lap. I almost said, Randy, you, you heavy. 
then I, over here, it was these seats, and I would want, I didn't want to sit them. I know somebody was coming. These seats were about third row. I can, I can say, hey, Kwan, you know, hey, 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 I, I can do all that. They all walking right by me. I just, and then these seats were empty, and I'm sitting up here on him, and we could have to wait. I say, Randy, I think I'm going to move. I'm, I, I know how to get these people to the seat. All I got to do is sit in their seat, and they will come. <laughs> and this was about the end of the second quarter, by the way. Sure enough, I moved over, <laughs> and they, they came, and da- he said, Daddy, you sat there about two good minutes. <laughs> but, but you know what? I was there, and I was looking at all these people. I said, Randy, look way up there. Look at that. Look at the throng. I said, ooh, it's some people. I said, what if we came to church like this? And you know what? They were there longer than an hour. As a matter of fact, in the waiting moments of the game, nobody moved but me and Randy. I was going to get out of that crowd before. It is amazing. But we come to the Lord's house. We watch our clock. We want to be out before the benediction. My team is on. I'm going to eat my fried chicken. Because you know you, and you're going to buy it because you don't know how to cook it. (laughs) Oh, that's what I loved about my mama. I could walk. I would walk home from J.C. McDade Elementary School. And by the time I got on that rocky Kaplan Street, I could smell mama's rice and gravy. I could smell those sweet potatoes and collard greens and cornbread. Her, her, her cooking aroma oozed me to 3510 Kaplan Street. Phone number 694-3510. Zip code 77026. I go where the food is. Before we continue with the message, let's search our hearts and consider ways in which we hinder authentic worship of Almighty God. Do we always honor, adore, extol, serve, and worship Him with joyful hearts at all times and in all things? If we're honest, we'll admit that there is room for improvement. As Psalms 105 tells us, the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Listen in as Pastor Rander continues this powerful, thought-provoking message, and remember to keep pen and paper ready. Folk today can't cook. Mothers and fathers, especially mamas, teach your, teach your children how to cook. They're going to be broke trying to eat out. Teach them how to eat a peanut butter sandwich. But they, but, but they stayed there and enjoyed that game, and we ought to hang around and enjoy God. And I was saying, Randy, I sure hope this game don't go in overtime. Because I, I, I just want to see a good game and go home. <laughs> so now, what hinders God's people from giving authentic praise and worship? What, what hinders it? You can, I, I want to keep you from wasting God's time and yours too. 
Okay. Now hold your seatbelts. Number one, a, a, a negative spirit. If you got a negative spirit, you cannot worship God with a negative spirit. She can't sing. He can't play. They're going to do that song again. We got evening worship service. Uh, who's preaching? Uh, he preaching. I ain't coming. Uh, uh, too cold, too hot, uh, n- negative, just negative. Don't, don't like the numbers. Don't like the finances. Don't like this. Don't like that. Food wasn't good. And yet you didn't pay for it. If you got a negative spirit or bent toward a, a proclivity, toward negativity, you will not worship God. You focus on one negative thing in the house of God, you have disqualified your worship. B, secret sins hinders authentic worship. You'd be surprised at saints who think they can actually give God genuine worship harboring secret sins. Thought life, sinful imaginations, sinful words, sinful attitudes, pornography, sexual immorality, adultery, gambling, lying, stealing, hatred, racism. Don't like people because of of what they've done to your past, a certain race and all these kind of things, and you just let it pile up. You're mad because this side is a Democrat or a Republican and don't know who they are. You're just mad because they don't share your viewpoint and you just sitting up there with sin all in your heart. Sin in your heart. A lack of freedom will, spiritual freedom will keep you from worshiping God. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. Some of you come to church, you're bound. You're just bound. You're bound by drugs. You're bound by addictive behavior. You're bound by gossip. You're bound by television. You're bound by your technology. You're bound by your Facebook you bound, you bound, you, you, it, it, you, you bound. Some of you can't worship because of bitterness. Your, your husband hurt you. Or maybe you got, or your wife hurt you. You got expectations they didn't live up to. Uh, you, you're bitter. You're bitter at something your, your mother did, your father did. You're still mad at a sibling. And it's so shameful when you can't even be around your own blood, flesh and blood family during Thanksgiving, you'd rather be absent than break bread with them because of something that happened 20 years ago. And you rather harbor that kind of spirit to your own physical and spiritual detriment. When are you going to ask God to free you out of the prison of unforgiveness and bitterness. Some of you can't worship God authentically because you of a distracted mind. You come to church, but your mind, and you hear, I see you, you sitting there, you looking at me, and I, I think you listening to me, but your mind, your mind is who knows where. Your mind is gone. Your mind don't come back in here until it say, stand up for the benediction. <laughs> see, you, you can be here. And y'all, I'm thinking y'all, see, that's why I like for y'all to have a Bible 
Because when you get that technology, I'm thinking y'all kind of taking notes in the notes section of the gadget and you texting somebody saying, put the uh, uh, food on the stove. (laughs) Some of y'all have text somebody, you sitting over here and you text somebody way over here. Let's get real before God. Now, I'm going to mess with you a little bit. Y'all listening to me. I feel pretty good today. I want some confession. How many of you all text something in church and it wasn't spirit? It wasn't connected to what was going on in the church. Let me see your hands. Now, some of y'all lying in the church. <laughs> Raise your hands again. Let me see your hands. Come on, just be honest with God. Just confess it. Okay. And all God's children say it. Amen. 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 Just say amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Listen, to thine own self be true. I'm trying to help you worship God in spirit and in truth. A distracted mind. Your mind all over the place. You know why some of y'all can't worship? It's because you don't get enough sleep at home. You out and about all. Saturday night, you going all roaming around and you down there on the river and then you come around and then you go to this theater and this concert and then you go eat out at 10 o'clock at night. You know you're going to get indigestion, and, but you still <laughs> you eating out and then you then you came lay down because you bloated and all that kind of stuff. And you wonder what's wrong with yourself. You ate too much too late. Too late. And then you come to church. (laughs) Y'all get y'all best sleep in church. I believe if y'all got insomnia at night, I believe y'all, all all y'all got to do is put on some Christian music and y'all go straight to sleep. You know why you can't worship? You're too fatigued to worship. You, you have low energy because you've given it all to yourself and to your pleasure until you come in here and can't keep your eyes open. You say, I'm praying. You're not praying. You sleep. <laughs> what hinders authentic worship? Being unwilling to change. You can't worship. I'm so glad we don't march around like you used to do. You know how you used to do it years ago? You remember the old Baptist church? Some of y'all don't. Some of y'all been. How many of y'all been a, a, a long time ago and you see them walk around and then the ushers come with their little white on and they, they do their little ushers march? And <laughs> when they had the City White Institute coming here, I told them, I said, now we're not going to march around and we're not going to have no ushers march. We just passed the baskets. Some of y'all think y'all get more money because they marching around. They just want to be seen. They march around and put that same dollar in the basket. <laughs> Listen, if your heart's been changed, your heart's been transformed, and you know the joy is in the giving, you don't have to prance up here so folk can see you giving. I don't have to say all the tithers come here first, come up first, and shame those into tithing that are not tithing. You don't have to do that. Spirit-filled folk do spirit-filled things. You can't make belligerent, grown people do nothing. 
Nothing, 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 nothing. Can't make them do nothing. I'm too old to make grown folk do something that they don't want to do. If the Lord doesn't move you to do what you're going to do, I'm going to leave you alone and pray on you. Don't want to change. Don't want to change. Why we got to do that that way? Listen, that was a time we were in the YMCA back over there for New Braunfels. In this little one room. Some of y'all, anybody know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. You know, some of y'all, just a few hands. And now, I don't see none of those folks saying, let's go back and stay where we used to be in that one room. They said, he said, oh, you crazy with all this space we have in here, with all this land and the pavilion and all this uh, almost 80,000 square feet of facility. You want to go back to that one room? Th- listen, that'd be, that, 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 that'll frustrate God. God says, I delivered you and I put you on the front row when you're on a back row. Now you want to go to the back row into that one room? Anything that's not changing is dying. Now the word of God never change, but how we do things will change. I don't think nobody in here want to go back and use the outhouse. Come on, come on. You don't want a stern wheel that, that, that doesn't have the fluid. You know, a certain way where you had to really, you had to have a workout to turn the wheel years ago. You know, I mean, I like it. Now you can do it with your finger. It's called change. Change. The, the give, how people give today is change. They give online. They give push pay. They give buy envelopes. They give all kinds of ways. Matter of fact, it's a blessing for push pay. Now you, you we, we stormed out. You can still punch the button and give. Uh, change. You know what? You know what? People can't worship God authentically is because of legalism. Say legalism. It's got to be done this way or it's wrong. Don't touch the communion table. It's holy. Wait a minute now. You're supposed to be holy. Don't walk up and say, these little kids, they'll run up here and they'll grab me uh, by the pant leg and I just grab them and hug them. But I, I don't care about them coming up here after service and see. I like it. Sometimes they get up here and they look around here. I remember one time, I, me- I remember Thesis. I'm going to put you in the sermon now. Thesis was up here and he was looking around. Then after a while, he kept messing around, looking around. After a while, he got enough nerve to come around. This was, after, this was on, on rehearsal day. I said, you kind of like it up there, huh? And I said, okay, maybe you, your calling's coming. You know, I was messing with him. But I didn't dog him out because he was standing behind the pulpit. He just wanted to see what it felt like to stand. Oh, don't touch it. <laughs> oh, mama, I never touch it again. I promise you, mama. That's why we can we pick it up and we can move it. I didn't want nothing that can't be that can move. All this can move. All that it can move. That's right. You make you, you come in here treating this more holy. And and don't get me wrong now. I'm not saying abuse things that's dedicated to God. That's the other extreme. But the other side, you're supposed to be holy. You're supposed to be filled with the spirit. And if you're holy, you're going to treat sacred things right. Legalism. Uh, You know what else hinders worship? Selfish 
hidden agendas. People in meetings, or whether you're on a camera, or whether you're in an ensemble, or whether you're behind the board, whether you're teaching Sunday school, you use it as a platform to promote your agenda, to be controlling, to galvanize people, to build your little personal thing on the side, have little quiet, subtle things and functionings that nobody else know about but your particular group and you're going places, doing things and nobody know what you're doing because it's under the radar. Uh-oh, look how quiet it got now. It's my house. Yeah, but these are God's people of Maranatha Bible Church. And the pastor and the leadership ought to know what's going on if you're using God's people to do something outside of the church. Now, I didn't give me the amens on that. Amen? You got to be careful. What's your agenda? Is it to glorify God? Is it to disciple people? Or is it to build up your little private thing, to build up your little group, your little following? Because you got something you want to do that's of interest to you to populate your interest. You know why? Uh, you know what hinders authentic worship? Entertainment. Entertainment has crept into the church like you wouldn't believe. People come, I mean, you go to churches now. It looks like you are in a rock concert. The smoke is coming off the stage. They dress like rock stars. They are they all kind of crazy looking in the name of God. And I, I listen, we don't have to lower our standards to reach more people. As Pastor Rander concludes this message, let us resolve to obey God with praise and worship according to His Word. Why should we? Because He is our Creator. He has made us and fashioned us. He is our Shepherd, and we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. We hear His voice, and He knows us, and we follow Him. There is none other like Him. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.